0: I've seen like when I was looking up articles for this. Yeah. I saw that um there are a lot of uh like news websites, if they can be called that. I don't know. <laughs> like but, like business insider. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not a news website. Uh but um <laughs> um they're all talking about rich people escaping to their bunkers for the coronavirus pandemic. Uh yeah which i think is fucking hilarious
1: (laughs) yeah it's a bunker i mean literally it's just kind of like go on a long camping trip or get on your super yacht and go out to the ocean like there's there's ways to be safe that don't involve burying yourself 300 feet underground
0: which which to be fair um the rich burying themselves 300 feet under the ground is the (laughs) best thing i've ever heard of (laughs) yeah yeah, i put in those terms it's not the worst i wish they would do it permanently And, often, yeah, and yeah. often, just like that voting, is, you know, that is the way rich people should bury themselves. <laughs> um, and you know, uh, if they would like some help, uh, I would help dig the hole. Hey, I mean, there's if a lot of companies like that look like
1: they're willing to help these folks do this. I mean,
0: oh, I mean, if we can make some money off of it,
1: I mean, that's the, that's the idea, right? You know, you, you, you're not just Selling rich people a method to bury themselves underground. You're selling them uh, uh, hope. (laughs) Hmm. Hope to to bury themselves underground in hope of some sort of uh, uh,
0: better. I hope to bury them under the ground. (laughs) I can sell them that. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I don't know. What do we need to do to get into this business?
1: I assume uh, be rich. Well, it doesn't seem like a very investment forward company. It seems you actually have to have some of the overhead taken care of ahead of time.
0: Really, I'm not even sure about that because like rich people just buy shit sight unseen. Yeah, that's true. Like when you when you have, and I'm not talking about the billionaires really, or like the really big billionaires, the, the people who have like two or three billion dollars, they'll buy something dumb sight unseen. Whereas the super billionaires. Are like really serious when they want to buy something like they you know like an underground bunker, and so they'll they'll put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, like, I want I want to prey on the multimillionaires.
1: Okay, It's so like the the fifty to five hundred range. That yeah, yeah, okay. You know,
0: 50, 50 million to a billion dollars is sort people, of like people mine.
1: hit that like amount of money where they have no idea what to do with it, but are just kind of like, well, I should just keep spending it on stuff, right?
0: Well, but they also don't want to lose all their money, so that's why they need to bury themselves, so that people won't come and take their money.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's an um, elegant solution. I think the pharaohs tried that uh, years ago. <laughs> hmm. Well, you bury like, yourself when you bury your gold, and after a while, you come out and you have all your gold it, still. So,
0: I don't know. I think I think this is an idea. I think if we could, like, all right, I know what I know what it is. We'll make a website. Okay. It won't have any SSL. Okay. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it's useless. Um, and then we'll plaster, like, some American flags on it. It needs American flags.
1: So I'm looking at all these websites. They have a significant lack of American flags, and that's yeah, just bad marketing. a lot of do.
0: Well— Unless you're going to, like, market yourself to, like, the international capitalist class. And then you have but then to be a little then why are they going to want to move to Montana? <laughs> well, Montana's beautiful, for But one. they don't get to see it. Um, They're underground. <laughs> you don't have to tell them that.
1: <laughs> so, so we want American flags and big vistas showing, like, the splendor okay. of Montana.
0: We're gonna need like a subdomain for American buyers. That one will have American flags all over it. And then for the international capitalist class, uh, you know, non-American buyers will do basically the same website. But we're gonna like have one of those automatic videos with somebody speaking in a Dutch, like English, but with like a really soft, but he, you know, but Some noticeable discernible dutch, dutch accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. Uh, you know, I'll just get like, you know, some cousin of mine who's like ten to draw floor plans. Okay, yeah, that sounds good.
1: I mean, hell, I I love doing like D and D maps. I could also help making some floor plans. Oh yeah, love drawing and, like, some underground secret stuff. Doors. Yeah, and some pitfalls full of spikes and a couple of mimics. There's guys as treasure chests.
0: All right. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's unfortunate. Um, but I think a few people might have beaten us to this. Yeah. So um,
1: anyway, <laughs> we, should, we, should, we, should in, we should do an intro. Uh, I'm Trevor.
0: I'm Sasha. And this is The Long Road.
1: And today um, we're uh, taking a break from some of the more uh, serious things we've talked about in recent episodes to talk about something more, um, uh, I guess, amusing to both of us. Yeah. Which is uh, burying rich people underground for fun and profit. Uh, Our profit, not theirs And their fun, I assume Um, Well, you know The
0: fun is what you make of it, really Um, So we're talking about bunkers
1: today And, uh (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and part of this i think honestly like the the pure amusement i get out of this oh this whole God. thing is that i i'm a big fan of the fallout games i love the idea of people emerging from these bunkers into a post apocalyptic you know hellscape um but you look at what the modern renditions of this stuff is and it's just hilarious
0: yeah it's um so i i think So one of my favorite ones that I that I saw was uh, I'm trying to find find it. It was talking about like a threat map.
1: (laughs) Oh, that 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 was was Vivos.
0: They had a threat
1: map that shows like where the actual yeah
0: yeah. So like for for their like the backup plan for humanity. Like oh my god, these people are fucking Vault Tech. Oh my god. Yeah, so like on the website, the first thing you see is like it looks like a ventilator shaft. It just looks like a giant like, fan <laughs> with like a wooden fan in it, though. Yeah, like why?
1: <sighs> but but it lists around it like the possible catastrophes of uh-huh. why you'd need to go
0: into your bunker. Which global the first pandemic? One, the first one's global pandemic. <laughs> I wonder if they changed that, you know, recently. I, you know, I
1: wonder. I
0: wonder. Um, but, nuclear no, but, war, classic, really classic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mega tsunami, which I, I'm uh, curious. Ha- mega tsunami, because well, that's the one. That's the one that like crosses some of the southern Rockies. You know, well that's a, the, 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 giant they, mountains. They have their preparedness map or
1: where, like the, the impact map, and that yeah. should not show like some sort of tsunami that just like washes over the entire western half of the United States. <laughs> like, hey, screw it, just fill up the Great Basin well, again. Why the, the fuck and not? And the,
0: you know, it like destroys both of the coasts, which is just like. <laughs> This oh is man just con- survivalist this is just wet dream this is just like <laughs> political porn for conservatives um solar flare
1: okay yeah you know hey we almost had that big one in 2012 okay okay and to be fair yeah. i do have constant low-level worry about solar flares like a carrington level event or a 775 776 yeah event. like well, there's some real shit that's scary out there that's like you'll so yeah there's things that it. are
0: like <sighs> the, the problem is that like a few of these are like re like real concerns like global pandemic nuclear war i mean the next the next one
1: super volcano i mean hey Yosemite's uh, gonna go at some point yeah but if it does um, we'll literally just all be dead i mean that's like yeah where we're not serving humans aren't coming well, back from that one
0: we'll have a, we'll have like a year or two of winter it'll be good um but the next planet one x. planet
1: x yes no bring back naburu oh naburu you don't know the naburu conspiracy theory Oh, there's there's God. another planet that's about no. the same size as Earth, <laughs> but it traverses our solar system through a – I believe it's like a perpendicular orbit. And it's this like long orbit far beyond the Oort cloud, and at some point, planet X, Nibiru, is going to come back. And there's two things. One is it's either going to disrupt the solar system uh, or, or maybe just collide with Earth or another planet. Or two – the species from Niburu are going to come back and reclaim this planet that was once theirs, either by you know harvesting um,
0: humans or something like. that. I don't think these people understand how planets or um, gravity. Works. No, no, no no, 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 it's okay. It's, okay. It, it's, it's just
1: a rogue planet, you know. It's gonna, it'll, it'll, it's coming back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, then pole shift. Which like, did that ever happen? Wasn't it like there was a big deal around twenty twelve I mean, about the poles shifting. It happens. Like the magnetic poles, like move every year. They,
1: they wobble, yeah, a
0: little bit. Yeah. They wobble. We have and a little bit like, <laughs> and they've shifted back and forth. Um, I don't know how realistic it is that it would cause any massive problems, but like it's it's happened through like the geological history of the planet as the poles have uh, switched before. Yeah. But I, yeah, I really don't like. Of all the things to be concerned about, though.
1: Like yeah I mean like maybe it'll take out a few satellites probably a lot of satellites
0: but I mean which, that's too you matter. know you know there's a lot of garbage in space it could be useful Yeah, yeah. um civil war okay that all right realistic Real realistic uh, yeah okay and I mean social um, meltdown because that's somehow different <laughs> that's than Civil War. That's what I like. <laughs> I like just social meltdown. Dude, I'm, like, having a social meltdown right now. I need to go to my bunker.
1: I think it's more just, like, this is what, like, all <laughs> the fucking, like, um, whatever you want to call them, the, the, the anti-mask protesters are just afraid of. They're afraid that, like, somehow there's going to just be social meltdown. They don't know what that means, but, boy, is it horrifying to them.
0: Well... Um, I'm, I'm sure that it will be coupled with the killer asteroid. That's coming. Oh, a
1: killer asteroid can forget the killer mm-hmm.
0: asteroid. Yeah, or an EMP because I mean, that like,
1: that, that, like that, co- that like uh But they already have nuclear war I and know, like, like solar flare. So what other EMP are we talking about? Like, are we talking about just yeah. like? But you know what they don't have on here? They don't have gamma ray burst, and that's that's a sad one because gamma ray bursts are another one of those just random horrifying things that just. For some reason, some pulsars just send out blasts throughout space that will just kill everything in their path. Maybe that's one worry to about that, though. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's um, it. Maybe it's just things to not worry about. But the last yeah, one and then <laughs> economic <laughs> collapse. <laughs> so it's a full like, okay. circle from global pandemic all the way over to economic collapse. The two things that the wealthy are really scared of right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, like as if a social meltdown would be separate from an economic collapse like this is just like
1: (sighs) i mean like most leads would actually all go together i assume like killer asteroid sets off a tsunami that causes some sort of societal meltdown which is accompanied by economic collapse and some global pandemics that leads to like civil wars and then we have nuclear wars that wakens up the super volcano which causes some sort of pole shift and then planet x comes back around Oh, my God. I mean, we, ha- right. we have our pitch. If we're getting into this business. We have our pitch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We I mean, we would have to, like, go and do a little more research on threats that face the planet. You know, we can't lie to them about what's a real threat, but we can definitely tell them things that, you know, might would help them if they feel threatened. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this place is great. I mean, so- it's like they're looking at repurposing, like, old, like, munitions. Uh, bunkers, right? Which, like they're right. buried like because, fifteen because feet I, underground. Like the, the, because it, I
0: want <laughs> to live in a bunker that used to have fucking like who knows what's in there. Like probably just if like, you look at artillery yeah, shells so
1: like, and shit like that.
0: Yeah, well, it's not like that stuff. Like sounds to me like that's that's pretty dangerous chemical contamination. Like there, there's a so the, the big thing that they sell. Uh, I think they uh called is it the X point? That's the one out Okay, it's the one out in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. we're talking about. So oh then that's where the map is, which they have um <laughs> they have these uh little like yellow circles on the map. Like these people didn't even like <laughs> they didn't even do have the decency to use GIS to make this map. They just like got out, like it's clear that they got like ms paint out and just like put circles on it they put like little yellow transparent circles for high crime anarchy zones <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, okay so like i mean i i get it yeah
1: it's like, like one that looks like it's probably boise um there's uh, a couple in colorado like some big ones out in colorado yeah i assume is boulder i assume they think that boulder is going to be some like anarchy hot zone well, I, I love that utah has none oh, it's just no. like it's like salt lake city peaceful
0: absolutely yeah, peaceful. yeah whole, See, like, you know and, texas, and like, even,
1: fucking nothing in texas
0: but oh well, no there's a ton of that in texas well it's uh, all the inside
1: of texas so I don't, I don't
0: well know. like uh Houston Austin, Dallas area, yeah, okay. um no, I mean, really, what this is is it's just a map of like uh where black people live, pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the people who made this map are racist fuckers,
1: yeah, what do you think uh, societal
0: meltdown means,
1: yeah, you know,, huh? <laughs> yeah, but on the same map though, I love they have the Yellowstone blast zone. And it's just this kind of, like, shaded-in area. That's just kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's about the size of, like... MS Paint. Michigan. Yeah,
0: yeah. They just got the little sprayer thing. Just, psh, done.
1: <laughs> but also, yeah, they have known nuclear targets. Which, I mean, how do I they... Mean, what does known nuclear targets mean?
0: So, we do know, basically, what the Soviet Union and, and Russia today... Um, but do you believe that these
1: people actually looked at that when they made their website?
0: Oh, I know they didn't because uh, they have maybe 300 nuclear targets out there, <laughs> um, when in fact there are more than 10,000 nuclear targets in the U.S. But they
1: have like like a dot along what looks like Redding, and another one maybe for Ashland, Oregon? Are these high— No,
0: that's not Ashland. Um, no, that one is around uh, Lake County. Notable for being one of the least populous counties in all of Oregon. Oh,
1: okay. Um, target <laughs> right there.
0: Um, and they managed to put a little red dot on Salem, but not on Eugene. Yes, yeah. Um, which doesn't make like any sense, because Eugene is a secondary nuclear target uh, for Russia. They, they uh, have
1: like three randomly clustered around what looks like the Reno-Tahoe area. Um, right i mean they're ignoring uh, the fact that the entire middle of nevada is mostly military (laughs) bases yeah yeah i love that just massive cluster on the up up north of um colorado like what is that That, that's that's like
0: um nuclear silos probably i mean when you when you're looking at those things out in like montana north dakota south dakota that's where all the fucking nuclear silos are
1: but that like area in northern colorado that's like isn't that still the mountains? Isn't that still in the Rockies?
0: I don't know. No, it, it's not.
1: Okay, so maybe that is just plain land. Not. But...
0: No. All right. Um. Yeah. Another yeah, massive it's, it's cluster of them, like snap. in the
1: middle of Indiana. More nukes, I guess. I guess. I guess Indiana's got a lot of nukes.
0: It's. I guess there's like Fort Knox in there. But... <laughs>
1: What, 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 are we getting nuked by James Bond villains now? Like, I want to irradiate the world's gold supply.
0: <laughs> I mean, that'd be all right. Um, no, yeah, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, and then they, and then like, so, like nuclear sites, like all along the border of West Virginia, but yeah. not the interior. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They really want to nuke the hell These out of those Appalachians.
0: People. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like
1: also like they're, they they looks like they're going to like nuke the hell out of uh, New Orleans as well. It's a, like a, a yeah. row of nukes along the yeah. side of New Orleans. Yeah. I
0: mean, I I think strategically that does make sense because of the uh the refineries. Um Oh, Gulf refineries. Okay, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. But again, yeah. I'm
1: loving this, like, predicted submersion zone. Like, just it just doesn't say what from, <laughs> just predicted submersion um, zone. And yeah, so it, I mean, predicted- it kind of makes sense, because you look at, like, around the Gulf, and it's like, yeah, that seems like, you know, water going in, what, maybe, like, 100 miles inland? uh mississippi swelling yeah up. and then you look at the west coast and it's like yeah we're gonna have water all the way across through colorado yeah. just yeah. everything's like, underwater Nevada
0: and utah are just covered in utah and like, like <laughs> when does, uh, when there
1: was a sea there there wasn't that much water there
0: <laughs> yeah and and like it go and and the water like covers the Sierra Nevadas and covers the Southern Cascades but not the Northern Cascades somehow. No, yeah, those are taller. <laughs> oh my god. Just
1: <sighs> Also I like that there is submersion zone around the Great Lakes. Which seems, oh, yeah. suggests no. that the, just the water, totally water—it seems that like water everywhere is just rising up. Like it's, it's not like there's some like asteroid impact that causes a massive tsunami. It's just like, yeah, water is going to just go up everywhere, including Great Lakes. like yeah. water. But yeah. we've angered Poseidon. This is if you want a bunker because you've pissed off a Greek god. This is what you need to f-
0: focus on. Okay, so you know what. That's our selling point. <laughs> have you pissed off Greek gods in your life? Have you pissed Do off? You want because- <laughs> to escape the wrath of Poseidon? <laughs>
1: hey, you know that's actually a good selling point because you know we said earlier <laughs> that maybe they'd try and escape under like yachts on the sea. If you've pissed off Poseidon, you're not going to go on a yacht. You want a bunker on land, preferably underground. Although Poseidon is also the god of earthquakes, so we have some real concerns there about burying stuff I, underground. We I've have heard to take this It's actually safe for underground. During an earthquake, yeah, I'm I'm happy having that as being part of our selling point.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's true, but but we're going to pretend it is uh, when we sell I mean, stuff to people. Obvi- obviously, these people know where the high crime anarchy zones they they know where the high crime anarchy zones are going to be, as well as we know anything about geology. So I think that's fair. That's true. Yeah, I think we would be on an equal footing.
1: Okay. You know, I'm curious. Um, I, I just, I feel like their <laughs> Yellowstone is in the wrong spot. So I just have to pull it up.
0: Uh, it's in about the right spot. No, it is. Yeah. Um, is going to make fun They of definitely that. have some other stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. They, they have like a high crime anarchy zone in Minneapolis, St. Paul, but not Duluth.
1: Well, Duluth is going right. to be pretty peaceful. I mean, it's going to have a lot of passive aggression, but, um, it, it it it's like a uh you know you don't have midwest nice it's a, it's like a midwest not uh anarchy
0: that's just how it is all the time just people everywhere just in like, the midwest just
1: oh, like oh oh past each other carrying ar15s no. okay yeah well <laughs> that also sounds just like the midwest
0: <laughs> yeah but the midwest isn't even that way there <laughs> there're decent number of assholes out there but I don't know. So, so this obviously, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, this is amazing, though. There's a few. There's a few yeah. of these
1: companies that like. Oh, this is the, listen, they have yeah. this, they have their models that are the built on this like the the, the Nebraska models that are South right. Dakota models. These ones that are like built on like you know this kind of like vaguely like monkey hut style frame where it's just like yeah. this long kind of half cylinder that has several dwelling spaces in it. But they also have these like more advanced like yeah. staggered like uh like, looks like so, three four story living quarters
0: and oh, then they have
1: yeah and then they have oh my god europa one <laughs> which looks like a it looks like it has glass windows which i assume are probably some sort of tv screens that you know uh yeah, it, has, it has to be you know. buried underground right right wait okay wait so this it it's located in but the you heart can... of europe is this a real thing? Do they actually own land here? Or is this just another one of those like? I, they say it's in enough.
0: Germany. They say it's in Germany.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! They repurposed some old Nazi bunker and like. Oh my god! It's just the middle work. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: so, yeah you, you want you
1: want to live in a very haunted. So bunker. they
0: they say it's the world's largest private shelter, five star bespoke amenities oh and protection god. for your family.
1: Well, because that's the thing. It's not just that these places are like crazy bunkers. I mean, like, hell, I mean, yeah. I, there are folks who just have crazy bunkers. There's folks who've built their own crazy bunkers. Actually, one guy I want to talk about in a little bit. But these are like bespoke bunkers for the elite, but not like the real elite, but like oh, no. people who think they're the elite. Because, like, the yeah. real the real elite has yeah. actual, like, government bunkers that are around since the 50s they can go to. Um, or they so actually have, Actually, you
0: know, the real elite aren't even actually going to be in bunkers, uh, to to I mean, be serious.
1: Uh, like, I mean, we, we should define what we mean by the real elite, because that seems like we're putting some kind of big scare quotes. Triple well, I mean, like, shit. I, don't don't I, I mean, like, billionaires.
0: I mean, yeah. like, billionaires. So, like, not not these podunk... <laughs> I
1: think like it's like five hundred millionaire little you know, like we're, petite bourgeois about people who the
0: like the people who actually have put thought into how they're like they're rich enough that they're actually afraid of this shit and they actually think seriously about it because like we make a lot of fun of the fuckers who go out and buy these things because they are they are idiots and they don't know what they're doing but. Um, the tr- like the truly rich people who actually think about it have some very real fears fears about the world. And but that's
1: why, like, so many of them are like you know Ray Kurzweilian singularitarian futurists, which I mean, hell, I was for a little while because I mean it sounds
0: cool. I mean, they're they're much more. Like they're far more afraid of riots, honestly. Well, but also um, I
1: mean, in some sort of like you know idea of a global catastrophe that's going to decimate the planet, you do have folks looking at like, well, can yeah, I just plug my change. brain into like a hard drive?
0: Yeah, but we're like the the Bezoses and and Musk's and uh, and like Peter Thiel's of the world. That's not actually what they're thinking. Like they're not they're not but, but, that ridiculous but you look the, at folks that's... like
1: Epstein he actually had programs that he was like bringing these like you know rich folks to his ranch out in uh yeah. it was, New Mexico so, I mean to just hang out more... with him and the Clintons and just like well shit we're just going to sit here and talk about futurism and how to download our brains into bodies and how to clone me it's why is like he wanted to have his head and penis frozen and preserved
0: like that is disgusting
1: he 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 was Uh, a a sick madman in more ways than one. Um,
0: (laughs) But but there are those folks
1: who don't have this, like, like, well, we need to survive riots, but actually are like, well, when the big asteroid hits, how are we going to survive that? And a lot of them do just think, well, I'll just download myself into the cloud and we'll have some servers buried in Montana. Who knows?
0: They can think that, whatever, and you know what? Dealing with them is easier because we can just pull the plug. Done. Um, But... (laughs) So like the people who are truly serious about this, uh, they don't they're not getting bunkers. They're buying mansions in New Zealand. Um oh, yeah. so like to them, they don't need a bunker because an ocean, uh, you know, massive oceans are enough. And the New Zealand government, which is incredibly neoliberal, uh is in, you know, it's a small, it's a small country oh, yeah. with a government that will do everything. Anything these rich people want, including sell them citizenship.
1: Yeah, but I mean, even looking at that, well, maybe, because right now there are a lot of folks trying to come from Australia to New Zealand, trying to flee the uh, well, coronavirus stuff. And New Zealand's keeping their borders shut. Like, they're adamant, like, no, we're not going to have some pact to allow wealthy Australians to come over the Right, But shut.
0: again, they're still Australian citizens. So, like, Peter Thiel is a great example of this. So, Peter Thiel was the billionaire who uh, essentially you know ran the company that created paypal yeah um and this man is an awful fascist he like he's a straight-up yeah. fascist um but and as much he we can say about like these...
1: elon musk oh musk he isn't a fascist he's just a rich um, idiot he's just a rich idiot i mean his money comes from like apartheid era he, diamond mine uh, Emerald he mines would like, mine.
0: like like he may not be ideologically a fascist but it's the same as running krupp ...under yeah. the Nazis. Like, it's the same idea. If you if you are in charge of crap and you sell stuff to the Nazis, you should get hanged too. Done. Um, but, so they buy these mansions in New Zealand, uh, that are empty almost all the year round. Um... And basically, it's being set up so that at any given time they can fly to New Zealand because you're allowed. You can like buy New Zealand citizenship if you make a quote large enough business contribution to the country. Uh, different countries have this too; like it's not just New Zealand. Sometimes it's like you have to put five hundred thousand dollars into a business setup in that I mean, country, the and then you can get business, citizenship.
1: Visas, so similar thing here for business. Yeah. Visas.
0: So you can buy citizenship that way. Um, And so many rich people have bought New Zealand citizenship, including Peter Thiel. Um, So they're not going to get turned away at the border because they're New Zealand citizens. So uh, those mansions, though, are all basically set up in one town, basically. Um, I'm trying to find the... uh, Hmm. Um, so it's on the South Island, which is also, uh, less populated than the North Island. Um, let's see. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're, uh, around Lake Wanaka, that's it. So it's around Lake Wanaka, which is on the South Island of New Zealand, um, where a lot of billionaires and, you know, multimillionaires have bought or had mansions built. Um, and so the reporting on this, uh, so yeah, um, and it's, it's very, like, if you look at where it is in New Zealand, it's in sort of the southern part of South Island, um, and more on the western side, which is one of the most remote parts of a country that is one of the most remote countries on the planet and it's being set up so that they can essentially continue to run their businesses from there. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like high-speed internet, conferencing rooms, uh, and then these large mansions, that they are almost never there. So essentially that is their backup plan, that when shit gets so bad in their home countries that it becomes too dangerous to be a capitalist there, they will continue to operate their capitalist enterprises uh from new zealand um and yeah i mean yeah, that, that's the ba- that's the basic still
1: plan. like you know, that's because their main fear is you know is societal breakdown riots in the streets and them having you know angry mobs pounding at their door yeah and it, there's there's well, a there's a twilight I mean, they episode. should be afraid yeah there's a twilight <laughs> episode called the shelter which basically is like tensions boil over in this community there's a you know call to get into nuclear shelters this guy gets in this fallout shelter and like his neighbors all decide like well fuck we want to get in the shelter now too and so like knock down the door to the shelter to like yeah. get in there um and it turns out that, like there's not actually any nukes falling it's like there was a false alarm they shot down a satellite by accident um and so it's <laughs> like and basically at the end of the episode it's kind of like all the neighbors are like oh sorry we're we don't actually like you know all going to die because of nukes and it has this like you know outro or it's you know rod sterling being like well but did they actually destroy themselves without nuclear warfare and it's all very uh interesting but i think there's a, there's a better twilight zone episode which is uh the um the one more pallbearer episode which is uh this millionaire uh creates a like perfect like nuclear bunker way underneath new york like 300 feet below his skyscraper <laughs> that he owns And he uses it for the sole purpose of just tricking three people who he thinks has wronged him throughout his life to coming down to the bunker and faking a nuclear war and being like, well, hey, if you all apologize to me, I'll let you in the bunker. (laughs) And uh, they all say no, they all leave. And uh, he just starts going mad, climbs back up to the surface and uh, lives then in this fantasy world where the nuclear war actually happened. And now he's just dealing with the aftermath himself. The end scene is, like, this police officer scaring away a crowd, like, go on, shoo, as the, you know, <laughs> our, uh, our uh, protagonist in this sits in front of a fountain and just sits there and cries, looking around this like, wasteland he is imagining in his head. <laughs> but I think it's going to be, a. I mean, like, like, the idea of, like, you know, the these rich people, like, really living in, I mean, like again, like, the, the wealthiest of the wealthy are not going to live in some bunker somewhere, or if they are, it's going to no. be, like they're going to be the folks who buy old nuclear silos and convert them into like, yeah, like actual nuclear proof areas.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, they could, yeah. you can
1: buy them. They're for sale. You can buy you old can, nuclear silos and convert them. They're, into they're hard pretty to sp-
0: find these days, but well, it turns uh, out a
1: lot of millionaires actually just buy nuclear silos and you know, who
0: knows what they yeah. do on there. It's like, it, it's yeah. So they do that. And then they probably like hire somebody to figure it out. But, uh, you know, we were looking at this one company, Vivos.
1: Which okay, by the way, Which, they they have an amazing thing. Like at the end of their explanation, so they talk about you know how they have this like completely and fully furnished living quarters, the semi-private bedrooms, and uh, provides everything needed for autonomous. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm trying sem- to do, like those,
0: semi-private bedrooms.
1: Yeah, and you have to almost <laughs> you have to almost do like the Fallout voice for this because it's just like, uh, what is it? Oh yeah. Uh, Vivos truly provides everything needed for the autonomous safety, security, and comfort and well-being of each of the co owner members that inhabit our shelters. But it's like, okay, they're, they're managed by the respective Shelter Association Management Board with Vivos Oversight. Uh, the board elects oh a shelter director to oversee day-to-day operations with special emergency response and operational teams for ongoing maintenance services, replenishment, security, and surveillance.
0: They have an overseer. They have an overseer that
1: <laughs> is specifically there as a shelter director to oversee day to day operations. And this gets yeah. to even like a, a more amusing idea. Okay, so it's, you've played some Fallout. I've played lots sure. of Fallout. I've played, um, yeah. There's um in, in Fallout Four. There's a, a vault. Vault one one four. Vault one fourteen um yeah. which is a uh, vault built underneath the city of Boston that was uh designed to be created by by to be inhabited by like Boston's elite like it's all like the wealthiest of Boston but the entire point <laughs> of it because like all, all the vault tech vaults throughout the entire fallout series are mostly just to lure people in and perform human experiments on them while they're trapped in the vaults so there's like one vault, they cryogenically freeze people. One vault, they turn people into plants. There's all these things going <laughs> on constantly. But um, but the, the the vault 114, the entire point of it was to have uh, incompetent and anti-government persons as the vault overseer, and have the staff intentionally uh, mess with the elite who are living there. So it's these cramped, uncomfortable, like uh, living quarters. And it's just designed to like see how far they can push the elite who've bought their way into this vault for the elite before they break.
0: I, you know, I would sign up to be I, one of the servants there. I
1: think that is what Vivos is doing. Just
0: from the that more would... I look at it, the more I read about it. It's like, you
1: know... Like, it included in the Vivos network is a group of existing hardened nuclear shelters built by governments <laughs> during the Cold War. And it's like yeah is it, is it though i mean i can't tell from their website if any of this is real. so i don't think any of this is real
0: i think this is I all don't. just so some <sighs> of it some of it's real like the the stuff out of nebraska that's real um like there's video there's like news people who've gone to it and taken videos and of people uh who've like a rent who've like bought a spot at one of these things but there, yeah. it's like you don't quite buy a spot so I love their um they uh they provide financing.
1: <laughs> they provide financing?
0: Yeah, uh, and that's Wait, for you, this is price-
1: so you can take out a loan on a shelter in case the apocalypse happens. This yeah, just is, is literally so fucking volcano right now, insurance. This is literally right volcano now,
0: insurance. You can get a discounted <laughs> private bunker for just seventeen thousand five hundred dollars. Financing available, but you, just to be clear, this She's, is pricing for a class house. This is pricing for a class C bunker requiring repairs.
1: <laughs> Wait, requiring repairs. Who
0: knows what that means? I feel like that means like um, they've
1: built them and something's happened. Yeah, have people been living in here since the seventies? You're gonna go in there and find some like emaciated vault dwellers just crawling out, like thinking we're the future people. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Also, meanwhile, meanwhile, because they've all escaped and left the rest of us alone, we finally established you know communism, and uh, and everyone's like you know happy and has the stuff they need. It's great sure um, <laughs> <laughs> okay i do like this
1: though um they do have the line talking about it um talking about like some of their shelters designed to withstand the forces of a 20 megaton nuclear blast and that's only funny because i was reading a uh, history channel um like a, a, a article earlier today that's talking about how a majority of shelters built um like in the 60s and 70s like in major metropolitan areas specifically just were not deep enough to withstand a 20 megaton nuclear blast because a 20 megaton <laughs> nuclear blast will dig a crater about 20 um 20 stories deep it's about 200 wow. feet so you have these places that are built like yeah it's underneath the building it's like the sub basement and it's like right. yeah that's just getting vaporized <laughs> Which is funny because the article is talking about how uh, it's talking about like you know the actual federal program to uh, inspire creation of fallout shelters, and it's talking about some of the waste that went into that program and how basically none of the actual shelters they built would work. And um, what, a,
0: what a surprise.
1: Like, they didn't have enough food. They didn't have, um, like, enough water. Uh, one of my favorite things is that while the federal government for these nuclear shelters provided toilet paper, they did not provide toilets. <laughs> 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 there are recommendations of cutting oh, the hole no. out of the bottom of a chair and putting a pail beneath it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, another another uh, yeah. key point from this that's pretty fun is that um, uh, underneath the Chase Bank, they had a shelter built that was supposed to house, like, 200 people or something like that. But mm-hmm. they spent, I believe – it's okay, they spent $49,000 on compressed wheat biscuits that were banana and chocolate <laughs> flavor. <laughs> it, it's a five-story shelter. Um, but most so, – so it says um, – but after like all of this was kind of scrapped because they realized that people weren't going to live in these shelters, they just sold all these wheat biscuits they made to some farmers who fed them to pigs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, and all, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, this is such a money grab. They're just a bunch of grifters, but I want to know
1: another fun tip from that, uh that article, um, uh, a government booklet. Uh, so that actually came with the description of how to make your own toilet uh it had a medical kit that came with that as well that had phenobarbital in it <laughs> it's just, hey you're freaking out your underground bunker that smells like poop because we haven't built in the actual plumbing attached to it it's okay here's some barbital <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yep so another another thing i thought was funny so there's um so there's this other bunker company called the uh, Rising S Company, uh, and it their logo is like this S with like three crosses on top of
1: it. Oh boy, that seems <laughs> ominous.
0: Yeah, and their 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 tagline is, "We don't sell fear; we sell preparedness." <laughs> <laughs> oh Gosh. man. And and one of the hilarious things is that there's another company called the Atlas Survival Shelters, and those are the ones who've probably got the most like uh, news on yeah. them. And if you can uh, you can check out their floor plans. And one of the part one, part of the platinum series bunkers provided by Atlas Survival Shelters is I don't know if it's called the California or whether it's just in California. <laughs> No, it's, it, it, it's the
1: size of it it's like a california um, king you know oh, it's, it's bigger than normal
0: yeah so i'm not sure what a new jersey is then or a nebraska
1: <laughs> just small and um, miserable for new jersey you know, nebraska is pretty wide open but i don't i uh, don't know or an
0: ontario <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I assume these are locations yeah where they actually are like you know who knows but you don't actually see
0: anything you just get this like really shitty uh floor plan and the funny thing about this is that that floor plan is nearly identical. Um, you know, just the, the, uh, the skin has changed. Mm -hmm. It's identical to one of the bunker layouts, uh, provided by the rising S company. Um, (laughs) uh, which that one's cheaper. You can get, you can get the, uh, the bomb shelter complex, the presidential, uh, and then they put the price between you know, before the rest of the name of it, Jesus. four million two hundred thousand oh, dollars. Okay, um, you know, and so that's cheaper than the California, which is five million forty thousand dollars. I don't know where that forty thousand dollars is going, um, but that's overhead. <laughs> yeah, that's just the fee, I guess. Um, but like the the. The photo is they're like the same thing. They just like changed the color of the beds.
1: But these are competing companies because I, I can see right now that there's yeah. actually like YouTube videos run by the Atlas company that say like, "Well, the uh, Rising S uh, fall shelters are just death traps." So they're clearly like <laughs> in competition. But it's like, yeah, we all just bought the same floor. Yeah, plan. I mean, you can find some like cool like custom built shelters. Like there's this uh, yeah. this place here. It's, it's um, it's a place called uh, Arc Two. And it's this couple. Oh yeah. It. I've heard
0: of that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Bruce yeah. and Jean beach. They built this place in, like uh, in I
0: think it's Canada.
1: Uh, yeah. Toronto. That, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's 42 school buses that were hollowed out, covered in concrete and buried under like 50 feet of dirt. And it's just this like giant network of like, you know, these are the housing units. These are the uh, bathrooms and waste processing. Here's where generators are kept. Here's food storage. Yeah.
0: Like it's, it's, I it's, think an, it's an impressive it, I think this whole idea is that it would be all, that it would be mostly children. <laughs> ah. <laughs> just, okay. That's well, not just sound. Uh. I, so when I, when I read about that years ago, the way they, he described it was, or, you know, he and his wife, I think described it, was that it was supposed to be mostly for children because they wanted to ensure that, uh, you know, the children would be able to survive um and uh yeah that that was mostly it and that you know in the time that they're maybe in the bunker they're growing up and then they're like young adults when they actually go back onto the surface and so you have young you know young healthy after they've adults.
1: been per se so. groomed for society <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a little <laughs> just, creepy. You know,
1: it just sounds like yeah, so we're going to bring all these creepy. children into our underground bunker and then once they've been uh there for a while then they can leave when they get too old. It's just like, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> just, okay. It doesn't sound good. Mm. <laughs> Are no. you sure this wasn't an Epstein creation?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh No, this is okay. <laughs> Um yeah. But look, it's, it's like So maybe not that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at these like pictures
1: of like the bunkers that were like the uh like 60s and 70s bunkers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: they are tiny. I mean, oh, yeah. like, looking at pictures I, of them where it's like it, it's like the size of so a bathroom with just like cinder blocks around. When I was a kid, them.
0: um my family actually rented a house that had one of those uh bunkers in the are back. You serious? I'm serious. We didn't know what it was. Uh, like, f- we just saw that it was, like, this hump in the back that had, like, a, a like a trapdoor lid on top. Yeah. But we didn't know what that was. We just thought it was, like, a water thing or that there had been, like, a, a sprinkler system there at one point. Um, and uh, we only discovered later when, uh, like, one of the college students that my parents hired to like do yard work figured out you know asked what is that and then they went and figured out oh that was a like backyard nuclear bunker that somebody had built um that's amazing I mean and this is clearly something that somebody had uh you know dug up themselves like this you know whoever owned that house at the time almost certainly was the person who like did the digging themselves and put it in because it was like this, Oh yeah. Uh, like corrugate, little, like, like the, the corrugated um steel uh looks kind of like a culvert, you know? Yeah. Like a half like a corve. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Is it was it like a corrugated uh steel um tube under you know under the ground where you put in a floor and it was like it was Louisiana, so like it would you know this was below the water line, so like there was it w- there was significant flooding in the bottom of it. And, you know, my, my parents found, uh, you know, there was, you know, there were a few snakes down there because it's Louisiana and it's the fucking subtropics. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, so I actually got to go down into one of those things and like, after having been in one of those things, I will tell you, like, there is no way you're going to want to be in there.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm looking at a picture. I I tried to send you a link, but I think the actual sending it failed. But I I, I found a picture that I think is exactly what you're describing. It's like, yeah, a corrugated tube, maybe about 10 feet in diameter, and it's buried under, like, maybe a foot and a half, two feet of dirt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Which is... um, The whole idea for those, though, is that you would stay in those for about a week uh, to survive the fallout from uh, nuclear blasts from nearby. Well, that's
1: okay, and Uh, and that's not
0: entirely
1: crazy because i mean i was looking at this no, earlier i was looking at it earlier because i was just curious and like what the actual like types of fallout you'd have to be concerned about are and like i mean the alpha particles you don't have to worry about because that's like if you are close you're going to be killed by alpha radiation but if you're further away you're really worried about like the beta radiation from hot particles and yeah. that's like decontamination for a few weeks and like after yeah. that, then you have to worry about gamma doses from like the residual fallout after that. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, you clean off your property. Like you literally—that's what yeah. they did in like Chernobyl. Like they went yeah. out there and they hose down the roads to wash off the fallout that had. Well, gamma and you,
0: and yeah. you ta- and you take off like the top ten to twelve inches of topsoil, and then you have to go and farm on the stuff underneath that, which is a terrible idea. Like <sighs> surviving nuclear war is not fucking great and it's not it's <laughs> like in, in many ways it's better to fucking die in a, in the nuclear blast um, because surviving in it afterward is just going to be like like the mutations that, that kids would have tons of people would be sterile uh, you know tons of stillbirths uh, and tons of cancer that people would die from as they you well, know at that's younger fine, ages you need, like
1: to get some access to one of like the 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 shelters that are really for like the elites, like the the big name shelters, like I mean we're talking like, we're uh-huh. talking Cheyenne Mountain or like uh, Mount Weather Emergency Operations, like one of those places. That, I mean they they pop up in pop culture all the time. Like I mean Mount Weather is like in X Files, it's in the the TV show The One Hundred uh i mean cheyenne mountain is uh that's the one like in terminator 3 they go to um it's also (laughs) in um it's it's where in uh 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 stargate like stargate is at cheyenne mountain
0: oh it's also norad yeah Yeah.
1: no cheyenne mountain's norad yeah um i mean yeah mount weather is fema um okay there's a few of those where it's like uh I mean, there's those two, which are, you know, basically they're, they're just giant places for uh, key parts of the government. We've talked before on this pod about like the, um, uh, what's that called? Continuous operations? Continuity of operations? Con- continuity, continuity of continuity government. Continuity of operations plan, yeah. Of
0: government, um, yeah.
1: Of government, yeah. That's like the, uh, those two places are part of that. Um, there's also the Raven Rock Mountain complex, which has another. Um, Like, it's uh, just another, like, massive complex. Uh, I think that's actually where, like, I I think that's the one that's basically, like, where. It's on the
0: border between Pennsylvania and Maryland.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's like, another, like, massive military, like, control site. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But then there's one that I like. uh, I I was looking at this earlier today. Have you ever heard of the Greenbrier? No. (laughs) It's. Okay, so. The Greenbrier, I'm reading this directly from Wikipedia because it's just too good not to fucking read. The Greenbrier is a luxury resort located in the Allegheny Mountains near White Sulphur Springs in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. It is a place that was built on the Sulphur Springs and was, uh, it's, a, it's like a five star resort that has uh, nowadays kind of like some, ooh, like tasteful gambling and stuff like that. It is a <laughs> massive luxury hotel. And in the 70s, the government uh, commissioned them, when they were expanding the western wing of the building, to build a bunker down there designed to house the entirety of Congress and their families. (laughs) It is, like, the place that is, like, oh, yeah, it's a luxury resort, but also we have, like, a huge bunker system back here to house the entire U.S. government if need be. But, um... It's since gone bankrupt and it's been bought up by some mining family who's just like, yeah, we're just reopening <laughs> it. It's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's just, so yeah, it's just another massive like, um, yeah, another part of the continuity government thing. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Wait, there was supposed to be a thing called the Greenbrier Presidential Express. Which is going to run like a train from Washington D.C. to the bunker.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh... And think like there, there are like still. I mean, like um, there are places still around the world that actually there is like you know this this same sort of like the fifties or sixties. Like, well, you have to have our own private shelters. Uh, I, I think the um, I'm going to butcher the the name of it. But it's the, uh, the Merhav Uh, it's the, um, the mandatory shelters that, uh, Israeli buildings have to have included in them to prevent against airstrikes. Where it's like literally every building, uh, built after, I think it's sometime in the eighties has to have one of these mamads built inside of it. Yeah. And they're, they're mostly just used as like, yeah, it's a, it's a closet. You it's a, it's a pantry. You keep extra stuff in there, but it's just like, it's got hardened walls and designed to like, right. survive a blast. And I think you it's kind, kind of like have a panic room. Yeah, I think we have something similar here with like panic rooms rich folks have in their houses, where it's like, oh no, people broke in my house, and well, then I can lock myself in here, because we're not preoccupied with you know rocket and mortar attacks in the U.S. Yeah, but um, I Miss, mean, so there are like you know, I think I I, I would call those like reasonable bunkers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I I think there's something to be said for having, uh if you can uh having access to like a a hardened place to be safe but But,
1: but they're not going to survive a nuclear blast i mean like the ones you're describing from like the, the the that was like the one you found in your backyard right like that's the sort of thing you ever um you ever seen someone do like the slow cooked pig underground yeah, They put yeah. a lot of hot coals in there, and the dirt gets hot, and the rocks right. get hot, and you put the pig in there, and it cooks underground. That's basically what those shelters
0: would turn into in the event of a nuclear war. <laughs> well, so again, like it depends on what you're trying to plan for. So those shelters would actually probably work to have you, help you survive fallout, right? Yeah. So um, you won't survive a nuclear bla- blast, but if you're far enough away, and you don't actually have to be that far away, um, I mean, nuclear weapons, like the actual blasts themselves, beyond, you know, essentially their their like immediate destructive radius, mm. everything else is just fallout, um, and so most of that goes away within a week. So that's where the shelter is useful, uh, but the shelter also, if if it's going to be useful, it has to have a filtration system for the air. Yeah. Uh, so that because you're not bringing particles in, uh, right, exactly. It's the, you know, it's the dust and the dirt that's going to be radioactive. Um, and so, you know, the fallout doesn't like go away, but it just settles, uh, you know, the dust and the yeah. dirt will settle back. On the storms, and storms and not then get
1: back up every time it's a dust storm or something like that, you should get, yeah, the, now it's back in the air again, you're breathing it. And in so it depends on where
0: pump you pump are. Right. So, th- right. you know, that's much more of a concern, say in a desert. Um, You know, and then and then, of course, you can have like pockets of radiation that would stay up because particulate matter would continue to just be moved around in the air all the time. So that's possible in like valleys. Um, Yeah. My God,
1: the Willamette's going to be a death trap if it ever gets nuked.
0: Yeah. The way
1: that like pollen just swirls around out there. Yeah, that's the thing. Actually. That's a good way to think about it. If you're in somewhere that pollen or smog gets caught frequently, that's probably a death trap once the fallout sets in.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But I don't Thinking about all this stuff, it, it's like it's really easy to make fun of. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's so easy. <laughs> it's, it's, so fun. it's hilarious. But like I, and it's also I think it's hilarious because like you people like worry so much. And you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you really like. It doesn't take that much to create one of these underground bunkers. Honestly, just start just digging.
1: To, Get a shovel. Start digging in your house.
0: I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't dig it in your house, but you can dig it. You can dig it up your backyard, and you can put like one of those uh, ocean-going freight crates. Yeah. Yeah, got one of those.
1: Well, that's what, uh, Far Cry Five, like every like property you go to has like you know it's a shipping crate buried in the backyard. Yeah, it's not like a stack of food, food and it. water. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it's it's a fallout. I mean, protection. So
0: yeah, area. it's it's not something that's gonna like get help you survive a nuclear blast, um, but I, uh, you know, if it, it, you know, it has two major benefits: is that it helps you withstand the fallout for the first amount of time but for other things though it's just nice because it's hard to see yeah. right you know there there's definitely i think that the that in the case of like a, a big disaster if you're afraid of other people um, um then like secrecy is far more important than anything else so if you if your think it's why a bunch of folks
1: then, like like not just rich folks but like like survivalist folks i mean it's a lot of talk yeah. on like the doomsday preppers tv show but it's like people actually you know b- that people do have bunkers that aren't designed yeah. to be like they're not blast bunkers they're not they're not uh, even designed yeah. to be like fallout bunkers they're just designed to be a, a place where, where most of these guys keep like shitloads of ammo and guns
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um it's yeah it's it's ridiculous uh but I mean, I, I think that really gets down to it, though, is that when you look at all these fucking bomb shelter places, uh, it's it's just like so it just permeates all the websites and the people who talk about uh, having them is this fear of other people.
1: Which, um, I mean, to be fair, can you think of a single movie or book or anything in pop culture that paints the bunker people as the good guys. Like, is there are any time where it's like the people coming out of the bunkers are the good guys? I think maybe exception maybe with Fallout, because the main character is always a vault dweller, comes out of the bunker and is the hero. You you well, I mean, you don't uh, always have to play as the hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, um But but I mean it's like it generally is kind of like, well, these are the the greedy people who live in these bunkers who are, you know.
0: Yeah, well, and it's not even just greedy people. It's people who, I mean, they are greedy, but it's also not, even, not always rich people. It's people who have sort of bought into this idea that human beings, that all human beings are greedy and you can't trust them. When when you look at the history of disasters uh, and, and people's responses to them, overwhelmingly, what we see is uh, people making collective efforts to make the disaster uh, not as bad. Yeah.
1: Like oh, we it's see that right helpers. now.
0: Yeah. We we see that right now in the midst of a pandemic. Um where uh tons, you know, thousands, um, hundreds of thousands probably of people have volunteered and sewn uh face masks, cloth face masks. Yeah. Um, or just like,
1: out. I mean, I, I'm part of several different like neighborhood assistance groups that are just kind of like yeah. networks online of like, well, how do we get uh, people asking for dog food and someone being like, I have three extra bags of dog food. I can get it over to you yeah. here. I can drop it off in front of your house. I'll ring the doorbell and walk away. Like yeah. that there are these yeah. kind of mutual aid groups that have sprung up. Um, I mean, really organically, there's not been some sort of like massive,
0: uh, it didn't all exist before. It's not a hierarchical um,
1: system. It's not that there was no. some like government of I mean, fre- Hey, start creating these
0: groups. Frequently, the groups that call themselves mutual aid uh, they're anarchists who organize them. Um, oh yeah, they don't they don't use the term anarchist because it scares people. But
1: but you look at like um, these anarchist collectives who I mean, are anarchist collectives up in Oregon right yeah. now who like. There are, you know, OK, so look at look at the, the right wing, like uh, open the government again, folks who are marching outside the governor's office with rifles. And then you look yeah. at like these anarchist collectives, like the scary anti-fascists that all these right wingers fear. And they're making hand sanitizer and handing it out to houseless folks. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah, I I mean, which is, uh, you know, you can tell who has the media on their side. Uh, where the media like pay a huge amount of attention to these protesters with guns. Meanwhile, there have been more than 50 strikes, and you haven't seen that in the news.
1: Well, they're not going to put strikes in the news. That just only inspires more striking.
0: Yeah. They don't um, seem to realize
1: the same thing is true with, like, idiots marching around with guns, but, uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so... so, um, so
1: okay, so if you were going to have a bunker if you're going to build a bunker in your backyard starting tomorrow what are you going to stock it with
0: i'm too poor to have a backyard but
1: uh same actually but
0: (laughs) yeah no i I, I live in in a hypothetical if i if i if i could like have a shelter like that one i would just do the fucking storage container thing yes like go, go rent an excavator uh dig the thing put the storage container down there you know done uh and basically i would u- use it as a root seller actually like it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be like uh you know that backup insurance i'm gonna run away to the to the boonies and and hide you know sort of greedy survivalist whatever yeah um you can just like have that and have it set up to be uh, a shelter but you can also use it as a root cellar, which would be awesome. So I would put like, I would just put all of my like storage of like root vegetables down there. Um, and you know, people should start learning how to do canning. Uh, oh my God. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm starting to, to I'm,
1: ferment I'm, stuff. It's so easy.
0: Yeah. I'm learning to do that myself. Um, fermenting stuff is even better because you don't have to, uh, you, you don't have to use canning. Procedures, um, because the problem with the problem with canning is that if you do it wrong, you can get botulism, which is a really awful. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, but if you or, do fermentation, or, or,
1: or if you get it um, and you know you have botulism, you can inject a little bit of like the botulism beans into your face, and it works like Botox.
0: Um, <laughs> go on. So you can just do fermented stuff uh sauerkraut kimchi uh you can ferment almost anything so uh cabbage cabbages like, cabbages like to grow yeah. everywhere they're delightful cabbage radish um like ah. you, you can ferment, you can anything. ferment a lot of things yeah it's also like a good project space uh that you could use for things like brewing Like there, there are a lot of things you could do in a space like that. It's kind of like having a shed, but just underground if you do it right. And you can put an actual shed on
1: top of it too.
0: Yeah, you could. Um, so the other stuff I would urge people to get are, um, first aid kits and don't just go and buy the pre-packaged ones. Uh, those are just band-aids. Literally they're just all band-aids. Um, You need to go and actually do the research and find out what to put in your first aid kits. And there are different levels of first aid kits. You can have ones that are for just like small injuries, but you can also have ones that are set up for basically everything an EMT would need. Um, But don't just put that together because you know it exists. You have to understand how to use this. So a lot of the preparation for disasters isn't about necessarily having material preparation, though that is important. It's about having skills preparation, um, learning how to do first aid. Uh, Wait, so is, I shouldn't just
1: stockpile like guns and uh, uh, I don't know shit. Yeah, of ammo? well,
0: and especially especially like when it comes to like guns and ammunition, like uh, you know I think guns are an extremely important tool but they're also an extremely important tool that not everybody should have. Um, You know, if you are having suicidal ideation or you have a friend or partner that you live with that might have that, it's probably not a good idea to have a gun and stockpile it. Uh, And in fact, if you're really uncomfortable around guns, you're probably not going to be doing the shooting that you would need to, the practice you would need to, for it to be that useful. Well, so, And there's a uh, thing that
1: people talk about in like martial arts. With especially like using uh, knives and stuff like that. Where it's like if you have a weapon you don't know how to use. That's more dangerous than not having a weapon. And that, that yeah. works with knives. That works with you know a shillelagh that works with guns.
0: Yeah. It's like, now you know, if you don't know how to use it. But you also like are very clear. And, and understand that you don't know how to use it. I think that's a little safer. Um So long as you understand that and say, look, it's not a solution. But the same is true, not just for guns, but
1: for other survival things as well. If you have Braley bandages and don't know how to use one, and you're trying to use one to patch up like a puncture wound in your arm, there's a chance you can lose the arm by doing it wrong. Yeah. There are ways you can actually injure yourself for that. I mean, and having it, having medical supplies, even if you don't know how to use them is better than not having medical supplies,
0: you know, or, or, uh, you know having a tourniquet and using it when you shouldn't
1: oh yeah and Um, just actually choking off all the blood to yourself
0: (laughs) yeah like you could somebody somebody could lose an arm or a leg because they had a tourniquet on that they shouldn't have had on
1: or like like, say say you get a uh, a snake bite on your ankle do you put a tourniquet (laughs) on i don't know therefore i don't know if i should or should not do that I'm um, actually really curious now. Snake bite? So, so,
0: my first aid training is pretty out of date and I need to actually get back up on it. Uh, snake bite treatment is what has actually changed the most in first aid treatment uh, in the last 20 years or so. Hmm. Uh, so, when I first uh, learned about it, um, you know, we were sort of taught the like, cut open the bite a little bit and like try to get the venom out. That's not a, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's not recommended anymore. Um, That's a terrible idea. Looking
1: it up. Tourniquet's also a no, no for snake bites.
0: Yeah. So, um, like I, am saying this stuff, not because it's something stuff that I know really well. It's just that. And it's stuff that I know that I need to get back up to date on. So, uh, you know, first aid skills, super important cooking skills are actually really important because when you're, uh, if you have to like, if you don't have like, like in this pandemic right now, if you're getting food, that's just given to you, like in a pre made bag from a food bank, uh, you like cooking skills are really useful because it's going to help you be able to effectively use everything in that bag. Um, and and enjoy it. And
1: and again, like any kind of like apocalypse scenario, like, keeping mentally balanced is very helpful. In a lot of cases that does just mean like, we'll make sure the food you're eating tastes good. So you're not eating just chocolate banana flavored wheat biscuits for four years straight.
0: Oh. oh man. I would claw my way out of that bunker. <laughs> um, some, some things are worse than death. <laughs> um, so I, other important skills uh, I mean, would there are, be things like uh, learning how to use certain tools, uh, car repair. Learn how to repair um, whatever
1: vehicle you have. Yeah, that, exactly. I think that's, that's very important. I'd say welding is a useful skill. Learn how to just do simple patch welds, if nothing else. Um,
0: yeah, I need to learn how to do that. Basic carpentry. Learn how, that. learn
1: how to use power tools. Learn how to use a plane. Learn how to use a hammer properly.
0: Yeah, and, and needle and thread. Oh my god, yes, um, so, sewing.
1: Sewing is so yeah. important.
0: Um because like if you don't have that many clothes uh and shit gets ripped, what are you going to do? Walk around in scraps? Um and so, you know, another thing and and the whole reason we envision this as a skills idea of preparing is that yes, you have maybe 2 months of rice and beans in your house, but the skills are what make you useful when you're working with other people to survive when, say, the government isn't there to help, Um, which is, like, we're living in that right now, where the government obviously is not here to help. It's not doing what it needs to to support people. Um, You know, the upside is that in this pandemic, that there's still enough food, you know, in the supply lines that people can get access to it, and that, our water and electricity isn't threatened, but in other disasters, that's not always the case, right? Hey, you if might Planet have X comes forces. back. <laughs> um, if Planet X comes back, or if there's a, you know something that could be a real disaster, uh, I mean, a solar like, flare is a real disaster. That that is something that yeah. could
1: disrupt shipping lanes. That could, yeah. I mean, like I'm talking again, like a, a Carrington level event where we do have something that is. Knocking out uh, the majority of communications grids. Yeah, that will disrupt things enough that you do yeah. have to worry about food insecurity on a massive scale.
0: Exactly. And if that's the situation,
1: um, then you are probably going to be dealing with riots as well. So
0: Maybe. Uh, but riots usually maybe. have to do with how the government deals with things. So if you have... You know, so the government response will be nothing. Like in a situation like that, the government simply is not prepared to deal no, with that kind no, of no, I disaster. See, I, I disagree
1: because I think there there is a, a a type of response that is worse than nothing. I think we've seen that in uh, the federal oh, yeah, it's a federal government like stealing PPE from hospitals that have ordered it to put it in the Federal Reserve, which is going to preferred states and through preferred private dealers. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen like what Uh, the actual worst side of the response is, but beyond just pure apathy,
0: and people haven't rioted over that. I guess what I'm saying is that riots are not the threat. Um, Riots are only threatening to the people who who probably should really feel threatened by them. well, no, like, because
1: I mean, I look at like I, what happened in New Orleans, where there's you know when the government didn't respond, there were these groups of white militias who went around deciding like, well, we're gonna just kill any black person who comes into true. our neighborhood, um, and that's not necessarily a riot. That's not a riot. The idea is the though. same though of just it's this societal breakdown that leads to I, violent folks, particularly the guys marching around with guns.
0: That's different though. That I, that's not like ri- riots and and death squads are two different things. So that kind of militia that you're talking about, that's a death squad, right? Yeah. Um, riots are politically and socially very different. That's the, like that, that's what I mean. Um,
1: uh, I, I recognize the difference, but I, I okay. am saying that if there is some level of high food insecurity, that's leading to a, uh, violent response to whatever situation people are dealing with, there's
0: going to probably be both. So maybe I, I like usually when it comes to those situations, the riots are not going to be your problem. The death squads might be. Um, so, but really what it comes down to when you're working <laughs> with other people in a disaster, the skills you have are what become important and your access to resources sometimes. But if you have the ability to repair vehicles, to repair houses, Uh, to, like, you know, look out for people's houses at night uh, if there are those, you know, roving death squads. Uh, Like, you know, at least that, you know, that did happen in New Orleans uh, when Hurricane Katrina hit. So um, those are all things that are going to be far, far more useful um, than building a bunker in your backyard.
1: And I still have another, actually... um I'd say useful skill, and I, I think, you know, mileage may vary on this one. Um, but some basic programming knowledge. Um, get like a, if you want just something fun to practice with, get like one of those like little Arduino kits and just learn yeah. how to make like an automated waterer for your plant. Yeah. Like something that basic that is just kind of like, well, okay, yeah. If you are in a situation where you can't keep your home crops monitored for three days because you're out, you know, foraging for beans. You have something that can actually keep watering your plants.
0: Yeah. Um, and also know the people who you trust and who you're around and put together plans for disasters like that. Like, what if there's a flood? What if there's a hurricane that hits, you know, where you live? Who are you going to go to for help? Who are you going to coordinate with? Well, uh, so there's
1: actually, I think that's a fun thing that came out of, like, the... Um, I want to say, like, you know, 2005 to 2010, like, zombie infatuation that a lot of folks (laughs) had, was that there was a lot of folks with, like, you know, t-shirts to, like, ask me about my zombie plan and stuff like that. But a lot of that was just kind of this playful, lighthearted disaster prep. And... It was, you know, people were like, okay, so uh, if, you know, suddenly everyone's zombies, where do we go first? Do we go to Walmart and try and get supplies there? Do we go to Home Depot and start fortifying the place with the boards? Like there there there's a way to do this that's not it's not dismal. That is fun. Where you can actually be like, Okay, hey, we're yeah. not we're not in the worst of things yet. The pandemic is no. horrifying, but we're able to have a nice fun episode laughing about bunkers. You wanna get out with your friends and talk about what are we gonna put in our bunker? That's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, no, it is a fun thing. Um, you know, it, it, like, host a game night in your fucking bunker. Like, that's another good thing to do for it. Like, there, it's, it's not about doom and gloom. It's about, it's about being prepared so that we can survive and thrive uh, when we're faced with disaster. And disasters happen all the time. It's not some, like, it's not like some thing that's, that's ominous and dark and is going to kill us all. No, disasters happen all the time. Floods happen, hurricanes happen, you know, thunderstorms that, you know, put out the, the electricity. Uh, like it's just stuff that it's a good idea to be ready for that because it happens to every, you know, it just happens. So, uh, I think for, you know, to close, uh, this episode, um, you know, the rich should bury themselves. (laughs)
1: And maybe we'll let them out when they've learned their lesson.
0: And maybe we'll let them out uh, (laughs) when they've learned their lesson. Uh, The happy side of that, though, is that once we have, like, you know, survived and thrived afterward, we'll know where they are so actually you know can, what like, i was talking
1: about earlier because they have like on the all the different random maps these like um uh, bunker companies yeah. have they're like this is where our bunker <laughs> is located which i mean if it's we're like, in the if we're in the afterscape wow. and we're the ones who've been above ground for a while i mean come on hashtag raider life let's do this let's oh, go yeah, to those bunkers. No. The, the problem is like what do you do as a raider at that point you're gonna go get what like some compressed wheat
0: biscuits it's like no, no we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna. I'm there for vengeance.
1: <laughs> okay, see now you're the death squad. I understand.
0: No, but no, but no, bring... no, 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 There will be a trial.
1: <laughs> but bringing these folks out and like you know like and being like, hey, look, you've been living off of wheat biscuits and like you know dehydrated water for five years. Well, we have like you know, actual farms <laughs> on the surface. Like, come be part of our farming community.
0: I, you know. Honestly, I don't want them to come. The kind of people who would like sit there for five years because they're so fucking afraid of us. Like, no. <laughs> you go go like go wither away in your fucking bunker. Like, you did enough damage to this fucking planet when you were on the surface. Leave the rest of us alone while we have to live in the ashes. So yeah. So
1: I, I do want to actually plug someone else's podcast. Uh, it's, it's a favorite of both mine and Sasha's. Um, it's uh, Robert Evans. Um, it can happen here, or it could happen here. Um, yeah. If you want a not fun take on what a uh, civil war could look like and how surviving through that would feel, it's a short podcast. I think it's like, what, 10 episodes, something like that.
0: If that. Um, yeah, if that
1: it's very in depth. Uh
0: yeah. One of and my he's done it based on podcasts. his experience in Syria as a reporter.
1: Yeah. It it's it's great, but if you have uh anxiety issues or you're worried about the future or worried about what apocalypses with roving death squads might look like, don't worry about it Because um, that will make any sort of anxiety significantly worse. Yeah. But that means um, if you want more fun, lighthearted takes on what the apocalypse and roving death squads might look like, well, I'd say tune in next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and get started on that bunker. Seriously, build a bunker. Hashtag raider life. Ah, all right. Well, we're going to take this raider life on the long road. <laughs> Which,
1: God, we don't know where we're going and it might be deep no, underground. No, we don't. But...
0: but we will raid the fuck out of things together. <laughs>
1: Cheers. All right, here's to next week.